throughout all of time. Time. Podcasts have always been about something. But this podcast is the one about nothing. Nothing. Recording from his home studio in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, you're listening to The Michael Popinchak Show, Pittsburgh's premier podcast about nothing. Now buckle up, because TMPS starts right now. Hello, everyone. This past weekend, we were in Le Castellet, France, at the circuit Paul Ricard for the 62nd running of the French Grand Prix in round 12 of the 2022 Formula One season. This is the 18th time we have been at the Paul Ricard circuit. This could, unfortunately, be the last French Grand Prix for the foreseeable future. Circuit Paul Ricard is a 3.63-mile circuit with 15 turns, 6 to the left and 9 to the right, 2 DRS zones, 53 laps. They use the C2, C3, and C4 tires. Now, this is Lewis Hamilton's 300th race. And when we get to the results, remember, no one has ever won a Grand Prix after reaching this benchmark, and he is the sixth driver to do it. Also during this race, Fernando Alonso breaks Kimi Raikkonen's record to become the F1 driver with the most laps in an F1 car. Now, before we get into all the details, Ferrari has won the last two races. Have they finally gained the advantage over Red Bull with the setup of their vehicle? Well, we are going to find out. Now, as everyone knows, there's been a heat wave going around the world. And for free practice one, and for the whole weekend, the track temp was plus 130 degrees Fahrenheit. Air temp, plus 80 degrees Fahrenheit. So this is the second half of the season. We're in round 12. Who's going to have the advantage? Is Mercedes going to finally get their shit together? Will it be Red Bull? Will it be Ferrari? Well, in, in free practice one, this is interesting, something I did not know, that there's a rule that your rookie driver has to go in for a practice at least twice, meaning, let's say, here at Mercedes, Nick Nick DeVries was in for Hamilton, and then he'll have to go in for Russell at some point. And Kibitza was in for Botas at Alfa Romeo. Okay, so free practice one. Like I said, there's been upgrades. Has Ferrari finally gained the advantage with two races, two race wins in a row? Perez had a spin. All right, and Sainz and Magnussen. Both having engine replacements will have big 10-place grid penalties. How will they do in practice? How will they qualify? Will they even qualify knowing they're going to start at the back of the grid? So, Gunter Steiner on the pit uh, wall for commentary. Always a great time to have Gunter Steiner to talk to. Mercedes making progress. They're bringing upgrades. Okay, Let's look at the results of FP1. Leclerc, Verstappen, Sainz. Any surprise there? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Then Russell, Gasly, Perez. Perez. More than a second behind Verstappen. What is going on here with Perez? Norris, Albon, Nick DeVries, obviously, in for Hamilton. Ricardo, Joe, Stroll, Ocon, Fettel, Alonso. 
Mick Schumacher, Magnuson, Sunodu, Kubica, and for Botos. And there's our boy Latifi all the way at the bottom. Now we go to FB2. Okay. I did not know this, that this could be the final French Grand Prix at Paul Ricard. I know that there have been talks that even famous iconic races like Monaco could be under threat for the future. That F1 is looking to make sure to have dynamic races at dynamic courses. The cars are too big for Monaco. Not sure about Paul Ricard, but maybe the contract is not being extended. Another hot day on the track, 131 degrees Fahrenheit, track temp. Unbelievable. There are no driver subs in FP2. Okay? No driver subs. Sainz. Sainz topped FP2, but he's going to have a grid penalty. But still, he has lots of pace. Leclerc, Verstappen, Russell, Hamilton. Look, back in top five. Russell, Hamilton. Is Mercedes making progress? We're going to find out. Norris, Gasly, Magnussen, Ricardo, Perez. 10 compared to Verstappen, number three. What is going on with, with Perez? Is he struggling with the car? Are his upgrades not working for him? Alonso, Botas, Fettel, Tsunodu, Stroll, Albon, Joe, Ocon. Mick Schumacher, and guess where our boy is? Nicholas Latifi at the bottom, 20th. Unbelievable. What's he still doing in Formula One? Free practice three, okay? Again, this is the 18th running of the French Grand Prix at Paul Ricard. Could be the last. Track temp, 120 degrees Fahrenheit. Holy heck, we have some relief. No driver subs, okay? Now, they mentioned that Mercedes had two different setups, two different rear wings. One for Hamilton, one for Russell. Which one will be used in the race? Which one will benefit the team better? They had an interesting uh, Lando Norris pedal cam. I don't know why we have a pedal cam, why it's necessary, but for a lot of FP3 and a lot of the, you know, this, this weekend, we were able to see Lando Norris's footwork. Very interesting. Very interesting. So Verstappen led FP3 on a soft tire, followed by Sainz in second. Again, grid penalty, but still, look where he is up top. Leclerc, Hamilton, Perez, number five, getting a little bit closer to his teammate Verstappen, but still, he should be right behind him. Russell, Alonso, Albon, Norris, Sonoto, Ricardo, Latifi, 12, holy heck. Mr. Latifi, almost in the points. Now, it's practice. This is just practice. We're not talking about the game. It's just practice, but still. Gasly, Botas, Joe, Magnuson, Ocon, Stroll, Schumacher, and Fettel. Why is Perez slow? More than one second behind his teammate for snapping. This guy won in Monaco. He's had pole position this season. What is going on? Now, let's talk about qualifying. 131 degrees Fahrenheit track temp. 86 degrees Fahrenheit air temp. Soft tire is out. They can't even use it. It's going to melt. It's unbelievable. So in round one, okay, Q1, Magnuson, Science, grid penalties. We, we, we got to remember that. So no matter, no matter what they do, no matter where they finish, they got, they, they got the grid penalties. So who went out? Round one, Q1, Gasly, Stroll, Joe, Mick Schumacher, and our buddy Latifi down there at the bottom. Round two, Albon, Fettel, Botas, Ocon, Ricardo. Round three, here we go. The pole king this season, his seventh of the season, Leclerc on pole, followed by my boy Verstappen. Perez finally, finally made up some pace here. Hamilton, 
Norris, Russell, Alonzo, Sonodu, Sainz, and Magnuson. So Sainz and Magnuson came in ninth and 10th. So guess what? Guess where they are going to start this race? All the way at the bottom. So let's go through the starting grid for, for the actual race. Um, it was 130 uh, uh, degrees, track temp, unbelievable. Too hot for soft tires. It's too hot for anything. I don't even know how these boys did it. How do they even race? Starting grid, Leclerc, Verstappen, Perez. It's great to see my boys up there, two and three. Hamilton, his 300th race. No one has ever won after getting that benchmark, as I mentioned before. But I think if anyone could do it, and when you hear the results of this race, you will know if anyone could do it, it is Lewis Hamilton, seven-time world champion. Followed by Norris, Russell, Alonso, Sonoda, Ricardo, Ocon, French driver in France. Botas, Fettel, Albon, Gasly, another French driver in France. Stroll, Joe, Mick Schumacher, Latifi. Now, Latifi is technically last, but because of grid penalties, 19 is Sainz, and Magnussen is 20. So, let's head in here. Right away, lap one, Sunodu's spin caused by Ocon. Ocon gets a five-second time penalty. Magnussen goes from P20 to P13. Hamilton from P4 to P3. So right away, lap one, we have Magnussen on the move, Hamilton on the move. Lap five, Sainz goes from P19 up to P13. We're going to be following Magnussen and Sainz. Can they get up into the points from starting from the back of the grid? In the opening laps, we had battles between Leclerc and Verstappen, Hamilton and Perez. Basically, DRS you know, battles. Okay, straight line speed versus turning speed. That was the big thing for the opening of the race. In lap nine, Magnussen pits early for hard tires, goes all the way down to P20 again, and Sainz is up to P12. Okay, early pit stops. So Gunter Steiner, like I said, was on the pit wall, so was doing commentary uh, from the pit wall, and he said the early pit stops for Haas were to get their cars into clean air. By lap 13, Sainz is in the points up to P10. Magnussen from P20 to P17. Lap 16, Verstappen pits, goes from P2 to P7. Hard tires will be a one-stop or two-stop strategy. They kept discussing, is it better to do a one-stop or a two-stop? But that is an early stop uh, because we do have, I believe, 53 laps in this race. So that is an early stop. Yes, 53 laps for Verstappen. By lap, um, I'm sorry, by lap 18, Sainz is P9. And then guess what? Guess what? A big, big deal. If Leclerc loses the driver's championship, it'll be because on lap 18 of this race, Leclerc crashes. Okay? Safety car, lots of pit stops. Magnussen's at P17. Uh, Leclerc's crash puts Verstappen up to P1. Okay, was it tires? Was it his throttle? Who knows? But he he lost his rear end. He crashed. Yells. No, huge no over the radio, screams it, blames the throttle, but then later says, if he races like this, if he makes these kinds of mistakes, then he shouldn't even be competing at this level for championships. I think he's a little hard on himself. If he's having throttle issues, you know, the battles in the beginning... And they were talking about that. 
Leclerc v. Verstappen in the early, early laps, you mess up your tires. So did Red Bull get it right, pitting Verstappen early, knowing that their battle wore the tires, but typically when teams are leading, if one team pits, the other doesn't. So could it have been the throttle? Could it have been the tires? Did Leclerc just make a mistake? I think he's too hard on himself. Regardless, Leclerc, lap 18, out of the race, hits the barrier. So during the safety car, uh, Sunodu also DNF'd uh, damage from the oak on touch on lap one. Leclerc obviously DNF'd. And now we have Sainz at P8 and Magnussen down in P17. And and during or like as, as the safety car is ending, the top five are Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez, Russell, and Alonso. So right at the green flag, Sainz goes from P7. So from P8 to P7, then to P6, he overtook both McLarens. Right as the green flag out of the safety car went, lap 22, Sainz is now P5 over Alonso. Joe contact with Mick Schumacher. Mick Schumacher spins. Lap 24, Sainz, five-second time penalty for unsafe release under the safety car when he came out um, in front of a Williams. And then Verstappen has been maintaining fastest lap after the safety car. Lap 26, Joe, five-second penalty uh, for the Mick Schumacher collision. And uh, lap 27, Verstappen has a 3.3-second lead over P2 Hamilton. Once Verstappen got ahead, he got ahead, and he got ahead, and he got ahead. By lap 28, Science is at P5, Magnuson P14. Magnuson basically got messed up by the safety car. Unfortunately, their strategy got screwed up because of the safety car, and, well, that's just how things go sometimes. At lap 30, Sainz overtakes Russell for P4. Sainz is on medium tires, Russell on the hard tires. But can he finish the race on these tires? Can he win on those tires? So he's on these medium tires. Everyone else uh, had pitted for hards. And the thing is, what's going on with Ferrari's strategy? Pit strategy, tire strategy, just strategy in general has been under question this season. Lap 38, Latifi, our boy, spins contact with Magnuson P18, which is laughed last, and then Magnuson DNFs. Okay, let's go to lap 42. Sainz overtakes Perez for P3, but Russell has contact with Perez. So, but who was ahead? There was this issue. They were going into a turn. Russell thought he was ahead. Perez thought he was ahead. Toto comes on the radio, says to Russell, just keep your head down, keep going. And there was no steward involvement in this, no racing incident. It was towards the end of the race, and they were just allowed to keep racing. Lap 43, Science Pitts comes out P9. Huge question mark. Why did they do this? Did they just think these medium tires are not going to make it? We're at lap 43. We got 10 laps to go. Can you just squeeze it out? You came down to P9. Like, it was very bizarre. Uh, Science, you know, obviously uh, defended this. Uh, uh, um, you know, Ferrari defended this decision, but a lot of us were shaking our heads like, why would they do that? Okay, lap 45, Science fastest lap up to P7 from P9. And our buddy Latifi, DNFs. Lap 47, Science now P6 with the fastest lap. So, well, maybe, maybe they knew something that we don't, but still, fastest lap or not, Maybe he could have kept position and got on the podium and uh, on those medium tires if he didn't pit. 
Lap 47, okay, so continuation. Russell hunting Perez, who has rough tires now. Lap 48, Sainz overtakes Alonso for P5, still has fastest lap, but he's on the medium tires. And Leclerc takes responsibility for the for the crash. You know, so during the race, if someone DNFs early, especially someone like uh, Leclerc or Verstappen, they'll often interview them and kind of, you know, sneak that interview in during the race so we can hear from them. Lap 49, Joe off track, yellow flag, virtual safety car. So now we have lap 51. Russell overtakes Perez for P3. So uh, basically during this virtual safety car restart, it was Perez caught sleeping uh, because it ended and then all of a sudden, I don't I didn't even know. I, okay, from from me, from someone who's just watching the race, I didn't even realize the virtual safety car was ending. And I don't think Perez did either. And I think he was caught snoozing and Russell just zoomed ahead of uh, I, I'm I'm ahead of him to get an, into a podium um position. And honestly, uh just very bizarre. It just seemed very strange. It seemed like Russell knew it was ending, but Perez did not. Okay, so lap 53, the race is over, and my boy Max Verstappen wins easily over Hamilton in P2, Russell P3, Perez P4, Sainz P5. Now, the big thing about the top five is Perez should have been on the podium. Not sure what happened there, and I think Sainz should have been on the podium. The podium should have been Verstappen, Perez, uh, I'm sorry, Verstappen, Hamilton, Perez. No, Verstappen, Hamilton, Sainz probably should have been the podium. But you had Perez sleeping at the wheel and Sainz having to do a very late and weird pit stop that I don't know if it was really, really necessary. All right, and then we have in P6, Alonzo points for Alpine. P7, Norris points for McLaren. P8, Ocon, more points for Alpine. P9, Ricardo, McLaren in the points. And 10, Stroll, Aston Martin getting some points and his teammate, Fettel right outside of the points at P11. Then we have Gasly, Albon, Botas, Mick Schumacher, Joe DNFs, Latifi DNFs, Magnussen DNFs, Leclerc DNFs, and Tsunodu DNF. So fastest lap goes to Sainz, fastest pit stop goes to Red Bull, and the driver of the day was Carlos Sainz. So this, of course, was the first double podium for Mercedes this season and the best finish for Lewis Hamilton so far this season. We had odd pitch strategy from Ferrari, and it was a very easy win for Max once he got P1, just sailed off into the distance. And again, when something happens, like Perez sleeping at the wheel, Look, now again, I say that. I don't know what really happened here, okay? That's just what it seemed like. It just seemed Perez was not told, wasn't paying attention. It just seemed very strange that Russell had this obvious advantage over him and just overtook him so easily. It's like Perez just didn't know. Um, and because of that and because of Leclerc's DNF, Mercedes was there to pick up the pieces after, you know, the two big teams, Red Bull and Ferrari, have mistakes, and is Mercedes back? I mean, have they figured it out? And, you know, from the beginning of the season, uh, you know, I, I just can't believe that they would just allow themselves to suck, for lack of a better word, for 22 races, for an entire season. They are Mercedes, uh, you know, the Mercedes, the Patronus Mercedes F1 team, eight consecutive uh, constructor championships, the obvious dominance with Lewis Hamilton, at the wheel, 
and you just had a feeling they would figure it out eventually. As far as Ferrari is concerned, things happen. Um, obviously, I feel even with their odd pitch strategy sometimes, if Leclerc stayed in this race, he would have had an easy victory, most likely. Of course, as a Red Bull fan, I'm happy Verstappen got himself that victory. And to see both Mercedes on the podium this season is weird. It is a weird thing to see, believe it or not. And this is, I believe, the 50th time Verstappen and Hamilton have stood on a podium together. So what did I think of the French Grand Prix? Very interesting race. I saw some polls online, mostly three to four stars. When Max wins, I usually give a race five stars because he is my boy. It was a pretty good race, pretty decent race. Have had some great battles in the beginning, the DRS zone battles as I call them. I think it would have been a better race, a more exciting race at the end if we had that battle, that final battle between Verstappen and Leclerc. Unfortunately, we did not get that. Now, let's go over the current Drivers and Constructors Championships. Leading the Drivers Championship, obviously, Max Verstappen with now 233 points. Charles Leclerc, even with his DNF in this race, is still second with 170 points. Sergio Perez, number three with 163 points. Carlos Sainz, 144 points. George Russell, 143. Lewis Hamilton, 127. Lando Norris, 70. Esteban Ocon, 56. Valtteri Botas, 46. Fernando Alonso, 37. Kevin Magnussen, 22. Daniel Ricciardo, 19. Pierre Gasly, 16. Sebastian Vettel, 15. Mick Schumacher, 12. Yuki Tsunoda, 11. Zhou Guanyu has five. Lance Stroll, four. Alex Albon has all three of Williams's points. Latifi has a big goose egg at zero. And Nico, who was the super sub for Fettel, has zero as well. Now, the constructors, with a nice lead over Ferrari, we have Red Bull with 396, Ferrari with 314, Mercedes with 270, obviously adding a lot of points with their double podium in France. Alpine has 93, McLaren 89, Alfa Romeo 51, Haas 34, Alfa Tori 27, Aston Martin 19, and Williams 3. So Red Bull obviously is on track here to take at least the Drivers' Championship. He has a very healthy lead over Leclerc, 233 over 170. And if Leclerc loses this, if Verstappen wins it, this is what we will look back at and see that Leclerc lost a lot of points, lost a lot of ground in this race. And uh, Sergio Perez, um, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, is having a little bit of trouble keeping pace with Verstappen. And it's a little odd, but uh, he is still third, still has, you know, a nice lead, 163 to 144 over Carlos Sainz. But I'm a little concerned that he will not be able to keep up with Verstappen for the rest of the season. But this is only one race. Who knows 
when we get to the next race, it could be totally different. And in the constructor, Red Bull does have a nice lead over Ferrari. But, you know, when you win a race, you get 25 points. So that is a lot of points. When you're 396 to 314, that's not as big of as a gap as you might think. All right, so the next race will be July 29 to 31 in Hungary. Then we go to Belgium, Netherlands, Italy, Singapore, Japan, United States, Mexico, Brazil, and of course we end the season in Abu Dhabi. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Michael Papinchak Show. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Please go to tmpspodcast.com. From there, you'll find links to SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. See you next time.